tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, late night podcast here from Montreal. I'm Ed McGrogan. Uh, here talking from Canada, I'm talking to Steve Tigner, who is back in New York. Uh, we're going to be hitting on both the men's and women's Rogers Cups, uh, both taking place this week, both with a lot of upsets in its first few days. Uh, but we were just saying, Steve, a second ago, that I think both of these final weekends actually have uh, some pretty compelling matches and kind of sort of save these events a little from what looked to be a really decimated draw. Yeah, I think early on this week, by Wednesday, we thought, you know, what's going on with these tournaments? If there wasn't going to be anybody left um, that we really knew, or just that the meaning had gone out of them because they weren't, you know, once you lose the top four, top three or four guys and some of the top women, it doesn't mean as much as far as going into the U.S. Open goes, but um, but I think it's turned out pretty well. I think the the quality of both draws has come out. There was just enough good players in each that, um, you know, that there's still something, still something pretty compelling for the last weekend. Yeah, and the the biggest we'll start with the men's here, and the biggest thing is we'll hit the semifinals, and then we're going to kind of look back at what happened today on Friday as well. Uh, the semis and the men's side are Djokovic and Sanga and Tipsarovic and Fish, and you know even though. Th- Three of ten of the men's big four guys, uh, you know, left early here. There is now 50 matches over 500, which is just incredible to say. And then you have Songa, who is a guy who, who I think we were referring to. Um, you know, he's obviously not in that tier yet, but if you look at the last few months of him playing, and that includes a semifinal Wimbledon with Djokovic, which is a very good match seems to be a guy who may finally start to find himself here as long as his health you know continues to be good yeah I think that's in- interesting one of the more interesting aspects of the last few months Sanga he um, you know he's still prone to his ups and downs but um but at least the way he played this last Federer match against Federer was I felt like there was an extra level of sort of confidence or assurance in the way he he dropped a set to Federer and then he just came out and just showed that he was, you know, he was the better player, at least on, on this night, um, which isn't something you, you normally think of with him. You think of him just, you think of him as going away rather than, rather than this. This seemed to be the opposite. So um, I think anybody who's looking for another, another guy outside of the top four is should be pretty excited about what song is doing right now yeah and it's going to be obviously a pretty good this is going to be tomorrow saturday's night match there still is an evening match on the weekend they're not played both in the afternoon um and this will be this will get a big crowd obviously this is a french player and montreal up here uh, really adores all the french french players there they came tonight for a match i was just at with monfils um um, you know, totally sold out arena, which as as we discussed in this, our little back and forth rally chat, I think is one of the better, um, all my limited travels here. But Monfils tonight was totally outclassed by Djokovic. It was over in about 75 minutes. Um, Djokovic, I don't want to, I don't want to give it all to Monfils not playing well. He certainly didn't play well. Djokovic, um, though he never kind of let this match 
even turn a corner to to let this crowd back into it or to give Monfils that sort of possibility that he could make a match of this. It actually seemed like it was down. It was when Monfils was down a set and five level that he actually started trying, which you do made his kind of his best shots at that point. But, but by the end, he was still throwing his rackets at volleys, hamming it up with the crowd, uh, admiring himself in the video screen and, uh, you know, doing all those things that, the crowd still ate it up, of course, but this was another really fine match for Djokovic. And like at this point, you know, there's no way you could pick against him to win this tournament, especially with all of his huge rivals gone. But this is a really nice, entertaining match with Sanga here. Yeah, they have a um, you know Sanga actually has a winning record against against Djokovic. Djokovic has beaten him in the two really big matches they played Wimbledon semis in the Australian finals in '08. Wimbledon semis this year. Um, but Songa in that match came out, you know, he came out pretty strong. It looked to me, you know, Songa got up a break in the first and Wimbled- at Wimbledon and and coming off his win over Federer there, it almost seemed like, okay, Songa, now Songa's going to take this match. And, you know, he seemed to be on a roll. Djokovic stopped that, obviously, and, and, and turned that around. But um, Songa obviously is dangerous to Djokovic in a way that a lot of other players aren't, uh, you know, I thought Djokovic's performance tonight reminded me a little of the way he beat Soderling in Rome this year. Here's a good player, Malfi, a dangerous player, and um, Djokovic just outclassed him. You know, definitely what you're saying about Malfi is true, but there's definitely a level that's that Djokovic has reached that it seems like it's tough for anybody anybody to um, to approach right now. Yeah, he's gonna get or. I shouldn't give him this, of course. The winner of the Sanga Djokovic match is going to get either, either Fish or Tipsarovic. Fish, we've kind of seen all summer long. Um, you know, for him, it's one thing to make to make later rounds of the of the smaller U.S. tournaments. Now he's backing it up with a really good performance here. Um, I wrote earlier today that he has actually come back in two matches where he's let a bunch of match points get away um, and then when he is ended up having to serve for the match thereafter or as in today where he dropped match points in the second set breaker to Vavrinka, he goes out and then beats Vavrinka sixth love in the third set and he gets Tipsarovic who is definitely the 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 most underdog story, I guess the, the best way to represent this tournament of huge upsets uh, but Tipsarovich, as I also mentioned, I think it would be quite interesting if, if this is a guy who actually made the final here. Um, how do you kind of see that match going? I know we, I think we still kind of have reservations on Fish until proven otherwise. Yeah, I think it's, I think you know, obviously it's a big match for Fish. He made the final in Cincinnati last year, but he hasn't made a lot of Masters. Obviously, hasn't made any Grand Slam finals. He's won a lot of. Uh, lower level terms. He hasn't made many Masters finals, just um, three in his career. This is a guy he should beat. You know, this is a guy where now Fish has has ranking wise, he's elevated himself. There's, you know, this is a guy that he should just go out and feel like now I'm above this guy, which may not have always been true. Uh, you know, he's sort of Tipsarevich is also a, a guy who's sort of along the lines of Fish, but Tipsarevich is a really hot and cold player. Uh, he benefited obviously from the doll losing, but I think Fish has just got to win this match if he has any desire or belief in himself 
becoming something more than he's been, really becoming a challenger. You know, I think he's always thought of himself as a as a solid second tier guy. You know, he's going to go and he's going to make his living on tours. But now, you know, if he's going to be somebody, what else can he do? This is a this is an important match for for him to win. I I, I do see him winning because I think, like you said, he's won some tough matches here. He's had a good summer, but he you know he hasn't caved at this tournament. So. Um, so I do see him winning. I do see him winning this match. All right, I'm going to go with the all serve final, anyways. But we'll we'll see what happens there. Fish uh-huh. took um, Fish took Washington off last week smartly. He was scheduled to play that even after playing Atlanta and and another event, uh, L.A. So it seems like it's paying off for him. Um, the Rogers Cup in Toronto, the women's side, is a semifinals featuring again, you know two matches that I think uh, turned out pretty well in the end, all things considered. Um, Serena Williams wins a three-setter tonight against Safarova, and she gets Azarenka, who is the last seed remaining um, in that tournament. She was the last seed as of yesterday, too. It's uh, it, This was a totally crippled draw um, altogether. And that's the bigger match, but um, the other semifinal is a match that I know you'll be paying attention to. It's Stozer against um, Aggie Rodwanska, who Rodwanska in particular, you've written about, is a player who, you know, I think with a with an event of this prestige, um, you know, might get herself kind of into that into that tier that I think some we've kind of waited for her to to step into. She's always been kind of around the fringe of the top ten, but um, you know, with the two more wins here, this could be the really big jumping off point for her career. Yeah, I think it's Radwanska, somebody at least, at least for me, and I think a lot of other fans, um, WTA fans, that you'd hoped for to to do something. She has she has this, you know, she has a, a lot of talent. She has variety. She's fu- she's fun to watch. She has a certain smooth quality to her, but she's never she's never really gone beyond. I feel like she's the per- she's the player who, when the tournament gets to the television rounds, she's there and she loses. You know, Thursday or Friday. Uh, and she's recently had a break with her father, coach. They had a sort of falling fa- falling out this year in general. Um, and she played Stanford without him. And um, and this turn, what, what are the what are the specific shots that she hits that kind of uh, you know evoke these really kind feelings think, about her for her game? I think she um, she's a player who doesn't hit with a lot of power, but that makes her sort of her variety, her um, point construction more important and and her ability to use the whole court. Um, she has good hands and she just has this sort of, you know, a lot of people wish for the next Martina Hingis. She, certain, she has a certain Hingis quality without that sort of necessary arrogance that Hingis had, but she has this um, smooth, ele- smooth element to her game that you don't see a lot of on, you know, on either tour now. So, um, you know, in that sense, I think she's a, she's a player that people who liked tennis 20, 30 years ago would, could gravitate to, but she doesn't get, she doesn't get seen and she doesn't get seen that much. Um, the, so, go ahead. so, you know, it's a good opportunity for her anyway. Yeah. The other semi, as we're saying, Serena and Azarenka, um, you know, today was announced that Venus pulled out of Cincinnati and going in the totally opposite direction is her sister who just won Stanford and is 
Um, probably at this point, I, I would even I think people would call her the favorite over Azarenka here. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but but it's a um, it's the match I think most people wanted to see at this point, and you know, kind of let me know your feelings on on how you think that's going to shape out. Well, Azarenka's played extremely well at this tournament. She's won, she's lost uh, six games so far in three matches. Um, she's beaten Serena before. I. I've sort of flip-flopped on this match. I first thought Azarenka might win it, and then I picked Serena just on overall form. Um, I feel like Serena, if she plays well, she wins this match. Serena's played two straight matches where she started slowly and then came on to win. Um, So I think Azarenka could win this. I still stick with Serena because she seems to be about, she seems pretty, even though she hasn't been fantastic in this tournament, she's been, She's been all business, and she gets better as tournaments go on. So that that is a that is a good, you know, a really good match, and I I I could see the player winning. I'll pick Serena. All right, we'll have coverage of both tournaments this weekend, uh, particularly here in Montreal. I'll I'll be writing, of course, from the site. You can check that out, and uh, we'll have racket reactions going on as well from Toronto. So once again, tennis.com for coverage of both Rogers Cup events. Thanks again. Back in the States, I'm Ed McGrogan, Tennis.com Podcast. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.